adventure racing and then some if you don't know my guest today JD Eskelson um, you're not an adventure racer because I think everybody must know JD so yeah there may be a few things you learn about him that you didn't know but um, interesting chat as he was packing to come back to the United States to live after being in Germany for a bunch of years so <clears throat> so his end of the conversation is a little uh, echoey, but sounds okay. What you would expect nothing but that from me, right? In this podcast, so um, it's coming in a big few weeks coming up. Um, I have a interview next week with. It's going to be the most. Uh, I don't want to say coolest, but maybe most interesting guest that we've had. On the podcast, so um, the interview is next week. I'm not quite sure where I'll post it, so how's that for a teaser? Friday, I head up to North Dakota for the North American Adventure Race Series um, Championships. Should be kind of an interesting 30-hour race. Should be fun. Should be some cool terrain there. And then two weeks after that, off to Ecuador for Worlds. And I've got a full schedule on my plate. Um, be covering it for Breathe for the live site. A lot of pictures, video, audio, all that good stuff. Got a couple other projects that I'll be working on during the during the event. So we'll uh, we'll wait and talk about those if they happen. So um, other than that, I guess maybe we'll get on with the show. Um, thank a couple people that uh, donated. If you want to help out with the podcast keep it going probably keep it going anyway but hey it makes me feel good um you can uh, send a paypal donation to uh, legendary randy erickson films at gmail.com on paypal and somehow through the magic of the interwebs i will i actually get that it's pretty cool um if you want a ta1 podcast stole my soul sticker uh, message me somehow you figure it out and uh, I'll send you one so um, you can be special and special in a good way so um, without uh, any further ado let's uh, all go fast take chances and maybe even have breakfast and or lunch and or dinner with JD so thanks for listening Hey, what's up, man? Hey, JD, how are you doing? Good, good. Good. So what time of day is it there? Uh, 2207, 10.07 okay. p.m. Okay, cool. So it's not too late for you. <laughs> no, man, I'm, I'm packing, and I'll probably be up all night anyway, so oh. no worries. Okay, so here's, here's the question. I, it's not usually the first question I ask, but when you're getting ready to go... Okay. You're cutting out. 
Uh, is this better? Yeah, that sounds a little better. Okay. So when you're getting ready and packing for a race, even if you start like six weeks ahead of time, are you packing the night before you leave? Always. Because <laughs> I'll, so. I'll pack and repack and repack again because, you know, like uh, changing strategy or or food or, you know, or trying to make it lighter or, you know, I come across a better piece of equipment because every race is a little bit different. So yeah. I just tweak my packing to the race. Yeah. Cool. So you're like you're like everybody else. So it's you know, good to know. I, I always have the greatest intention. You know, six months out, three months, two months, yeah. one month. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm all set. It's over there in the corner, and then it just it literally comes out of nowhere. It's like there's always that last minute panic packing. But <laughs> like, <laughs> well, it is. Well, plus you're yeah. using stuff. Exactly. So that's, that's my good. excuse. And that too, when you do other sports, you know, in cross train, like I just went to, on a two-day hike in the Alps, up, you know, on top of Germany's highest peak, and I use a third of my adventure racing gear in that stuff. Well, there you go. Yeah. So you're packing to come to the U.S. for a little bit? I, uh, yeah, permanently. Permanently? Yeah, Uncle Sam, Uncle Sam says it's time to go. Oh, that's um, sort of sad. I know, right? Well, I've already been extended one year, so I'm going on uh, five years here now. <laughs> oh, well, uh, I guess you got your money's worth, or we got our money's worth. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go, taxpayer dollars. <laughs> there you go. So, um, where are you going to be at in the U.S.? Uh, or is that a state secret? <laughs> where at? Utah. Okay. Utah. So, so cool. Utah so, first, and then, um, then eventually. Um, Alaska. Okay. So you're probably going to have a lot of friends wanting to come visit you in Alaska. Yeah. Love that place. Spent 12 yeah. years there. Oh, so that's sort of like going home for you. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that's where I get good cold weather training and everything like that. <laughs> so well, cool. So um, how, did, how did you get started in this wacky adventure race world? Oh, man. You know that? That AR bug, it's got it's got a vicious bite. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah. And uh, honestly, it was uh, I could trace it back to um, well, 2002 is when I did my first AR, and it was an eco challenge. Jumped right in it, uh -huh. you know. And um, prior to that, my sister um, was recording all the eco challenges on <clears throat> VHS cassette. <laughs> back yeah. in the day yeah so then uh, she's like what is this stuff i don't even know what it is just i had to record it because i was off in you know like fort benning georgia in school for like six months and you know i'm like just record this it's awesome and next you know she recorded a, like the whole series and all that it was on discovery channel whatever mm -hmm. and yeah and then then she got hooked on it she's like this is amazing <laughs> but she, she's not very athletic but she hooked me up with all the videos and then it was I was watching those like in awe, and I was like thinking, wow, what's this adventure racing thing? It's like the ultimate excuse to use all my equipment, and the ultimate excuse to upgrade my equipment every year because, you know, something comes out lighter mm -hmm. or, you know, new features, something like that. And, yeah. You know, you know, everyone else gets my hand-me-downs. <laughs> there you go. That's, um, we, we had some friends like that, too, and their hand-me-downs are always pretty nice, so... I never complain. I, um, I know. So, yeah. 
So you were you were in the army. Was that your? I mean, was that your background being army, or was there something before that that? Uh, no, really, it was. Um, well, if you go way back, it was. You know, I tried the Boy Scout Boy Scout yeah. route, but uh, you know, I wasn't in that very long because my scoutmaster quit, so I quit. <laughs> Solidarity. Yeah, but my sisters went through the whole Girl Scout thing, so <clears throat> the irony was that I was growing up in the Rocky Mountains, camping, hiking, hunting, fishing, that I got all my sisters' hand-me-downs, but they had GS stamped on it, everything, and everyone else had <laughs> BS for Boy Scouts. All my buddies. <laughs> I'm like, hey, man, it's the same thing. It's it's OD Green. It's the same canteen, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and it was free. Exactly. You, know, you can't beat FRWE. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. So then I so, went from, right? Yeah. Uh, sorry, and then from right there, I just went into you know like high school. I, was, um, you know, typical sports: football, baseball, wrestling. But yeah. you know, I never ran cross country, which I wish I would have, because I didn't realize uh, how fast a runner I was until I joined the army. When, when you got to take the PT test, you know, the physical training test, and you got to do as many push-ups for two minutes, and then sit-ups for two minutes, and run two miles. Yeah. And on my first test, like, I smoked everybody. It was around the track, like, you know, six-minute miles or under. And looked around, I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> huh. And uh, I think it's from living at high altitude and just hiking the mountains. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> so, yeah. Someone outside. But so then I had, um, from there, I just, um, you know, started doing biathlons and triathlons. But the big thing was ski team. So I was on uh, high school, college, and military ski teams you know mm -hmm. just being in the mountains yeah this is my is my thing it's my like you know sanctuary and i get it's, more and actually get more energy in the mountains so i love adventure racing because you know there's, there's a lot of mountain ranges around the world <laughs> that's it exactly so um i'm trying to think there's uh, somebody else that came from a actually a couple people that came from a skiing background oh karen lundgren and someone else and I've had the discussion with other people that have come from a kayaking, sailing, water background that when you're skiing, you're making, you know, hundreds of decisions a minute. And so you learn that decision making and, and, and everybody seems to think that that really uh, pulls over into adventure racing because you're, you know, you're making decisions, but you have time and it's easy. You know, I never really thought of it, but that's a good analogy because you're right, because um I did different types of skiing too. You know, I was on yeah. the cross country ski team, uh, biathlon, and then mostly d alpine downhill. You know, and then downhill, you got all of the other disciplines. You know, slalom, giant slalom, uh, freestyle, and all that. And yeah, and uh, yeah, I guess you're you got to be quick, and it helps. Um, it you know dovetails right into the bench racing. Yeah, especially when you're especially like mountain bike orienteering you know and switch that everything comes up so much faster on the map and you know you come to that one intersection and the whole team's looking at you like uh left right or straight hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just yeah you yeah. learn to make those decisions um so which eco challenge was your first one uh the it was a, a called the armed forces eco challenge in alaska okay I think it's a, it's a qualifier so it was 400 plus kilometers, and uh, it was when uh, you know I get bit bit by the bug there. Yeah. 
And then I did another one, you know, because I got on the tail end of the Eco Challenges, and mm -hmm. I did the other one in the Eco Challenge North American Championships in Ontario, Ontario, Canada, the next year. Okay. <clears throat> you know, both of those took like seventh place and fifth place right overall. It was great. So, well, that's, yeah, that's that thing of having a little success really. It brings you into it. It's a double-edged sword because then you're hooked. Oh, I know, right? And, yeah. And, and then it's just like I just um, really regret missing like the you know the one race I regret missing is the Primal Quest Utah, what 2006? Yeah. Because yeah. I was in Iraq playing, you know, playing yeah. army there, and you know Utah's my back door. So I grew up there, and it's like, oh, that was a that was a hard pill to swallow. But uh, yeah, is what it is. Yeah, sometimes it, sometimes you gotta pay the piper, right? Yeah, but then yeah. I did, you know, I did a primal quest in your neck of the woods, in yeah. 2009. I did the one in uh, Montana in 2008. That was great because we won like a good chunk of money and and got uh, partially paid entry to the next year one, and that was another, you know, just another took me to another level. So I'm like, this is a great sport. <laughs> well, it is. So I mean, you. Was it a big deal for you to jump in to a you know a four or five day race to start with, or was it just like well of course that's what I'm going to do? Uh, actually, I never even, never really slowed me down thinking about it. I just yeah. planned it. I went about that first race like um, like a long mountaineering expedition or something like that. You know, you just uh -huh. plan your logistics and your food. And, and the big unknown was the uh, the new people I raced with and my teammates because yeah. they're all. Uh, military different backgrounds and and uh i'd have a problem with it but you know uh i think a lot of the adventure racing you know whether it's 12 hours 24 36 38 hour you know uh nat, um you sort of championship or something like that or even yeah. this you know seven days or the world championship 10 day ones mm -hmm. it's i think the biggest factor really cause, is besides having a, a certain plateau or level of fitness, is if your mind's in the game, your body will just keep going. So the, yeah, the yeah. time frame is irrelevant to me, really. <laughs> so, well, it's interesting because I did three interviews last week um, and four with you, and all of you basically first or second race is a you know four or five or ten day expedition race, and it's just interesting that this is a sport where. Well, even Paulette, her first race was Primal Quest, Badlands, you know. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but but that's not unusual, it, and I think it just speaks to the mindset of the people that do it. I think so. You know, it's just this, um, as my dad would say, a certain breed of cat. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we have the saying here, I've said it before, you know, you look at something and, and an adventure racer says, why wouldn't I do it? <laughs> You know, exactly. It's all perspective. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. that's just the same look, uh, deer in the headlights look you get from people when you try to explain adventure racing. And then they're like, once you get past, you know, the shock, they're like, oh, I kind of understand. It's like an off-road triathlon with navigation <laughs> and sleep is optional. Yeah. But once you get past that, then they go, why would you do that? Uh-huh. <laughs> and and, like, and do and you I, win? You know, and my reply yeah. is like, why wouldn't I? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then they're like, do you win money? Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, no, it doesn't work that way very often. <laughs> so, but um, um, here's a question. Just 
that I it sort of would like to know. When you were doing the military ones, mm-hmm. um, did were you all of the same rank or were there various? And did that cause a little bit of problem during racing? Actually, we were totally mixed. Uh, enlisted okay. and officer and, uh, you know, younger and older, you know. Yeah. Like I, of course, I was like the oldest guy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, no, it didn't cause problems. Okay. We, we had a team goal and, and uh, you know, we just had, you know, of course, you got the, the military regiment and the chain of yeah. command and all that. But when, uh, when, it's, when it's racing, you know, you see the good, the bad, and the ugly in people in the shortest time. Yeah. As possible and uh we just made it work you know you just keep your your mind in the game and keep moving yeah see when paulette raced with the marines there was some mm. deferring to rank even when rank was falling asleep <laughs> and and it, and it it affected them so it's curious to just i was just kind of curious about that from a military perspective you know i, I could see that happening but you know some yeah. people because they're pretty you know most of us are pretty, like, uber type A. Yeah. But, but uh, I, I'm like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Like, once I'm out of uniform, it's like, I'm, whatever. I'm pretty laid back. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Yeah. I look, at, I look at the big picture. What's our goal, you know? What do we come here to do? So, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the way it should be. But, you know, it doesn't always, well, it doesn't always work that way with normal people or semi-normal people <laughs> so true um, as a uh, as i can attest when i ran into a four-person team that was two people after one day in switzerland <laughs> oh yeah no doubt <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just we'll just leave it that at that right <laughs> no doubt <laughs> yeah um i'm guessing that you've raced with a lot of people over the years as as opposed to a core group is that true yeah you know um i started with you know uh when i was racing when i first started in alaska so i really jumped in you know hit you know both feet so i was really proactive and i'm like you know what i came up with my own team so that was my i raced under that name a lot and yeah uh, team scar Mm -hmm. with with the double A, so South yep. Central Alaska Adventure Racing, and everyone's like, oh, are you with Team Scar in California? Like, the ones from, like, Santa Cruz, Santa Cruz Adventure Racing? Like, no. Yeah, mine has two A's, two vowels. <laughs> and, yeah, Twice so, as good. Exactly, you know, in a big-ass state. <laughs> yeah. Um, where you're number two on the food chain. <laughs> it, or else, lower. Or lower. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's where I learned you just got to be faster than your teammate in the bushes and <laughs> the trail. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, so back to the question, yeah, I raced under that name a lot. And then yeah. um, when Uncle Sam moved, moved me from Alaska to oh, the lovely East Coast in Maryland, I raced there for four years from 2000, um, let's see, 2007, 2010. Yeah. Yeah. Oops, are you I'm there? Cool. Oh. You still there? I'm here. I lost you for a little bit, though. Yeah. You you yeah. just moved to Maryland. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so I moved to Maryland, and um, 
So I hooked up with Team Sog Knives, mm -hmm. and I raced with them for four years. So I, we had a pool of people we raced with there. Yeah. And it was a great experience. And then uh, kind of after that, I, when I moved to Europe, then I was like, like a freelance. Yeah. Like a, you know. Me, well, <laughs> if you don't have a, a core group there, that's what you have to do if you want to race, right? Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, I, I, I look at the my calendar like a long ways out, you know, mm -hmm. like like military backwards planning, you know, like, hey, so like today, tomorrow's the end of the fiscal year, right? So October yeah. 1st, fiscal year, I'm like, I'm already planning three, six, nine, 12 months out. And I look at these races and I just backwards plan. It's like, okay, yeah. uh, I know so-and-so is going to go this race. Or can we race together? What's their schedule like? And then if not, then, you know, I, I throw my name out there on, yeah. on the websites or, or word of mouth, and Facebook, whatever, and say, hey, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm available. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, in fact, today I just got a, an email from Ecuador. So yeah. there you go. So what did, what did the email say? <laughs> oh, or, there's, or is there's, it a secret? <laughs> yeah. I'll keep it a secret. <laughs> okay. So, well, can I, can I get this much out of you? Are we going to have lunch in Ecuador? Ooh, maybe. Yes. That's a big okay. maybe. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I might just tell that story in our introduction, so for people, because I've learned I've learned to tell it very very quickly, so I don't <laughs> bore them too long. <laughs> oh, okay. So, um, so when you started racing, I mean that was relatively early. Were there any? Was there somebody that you looked at and said, "Oh, yeah, I I want to be like him," or that's that's something to aspire to, or you know, some sort of adventure racing role model oh yeah that's a good one you know um yeah i would say like uh mike closer mm -hmm. you know colorado yep and a, and a ian addison, addison. Yep. you know and i met i met both of those guys i, I met ian at the um 2010 um checkpoint tracker you know nationals there in yep. moab mm-hmm and I, I ran that one solo. I got third place in that one. And then I met um, Mike when I actually volunteered for a world's race in Spain in 2010. Okay. Yeah. He was. Yeah. And I had a good chat with him. I um, helped him at a checkpoint and you know stuff like that. I had a yeah. Good shot. So. And then that's actually the race uh, at the end of the award ceremony. That's the race where he announced his retirement. Yeah. So I, I saw him, you know, yeah, it's weird now. I think about it, you mentioned it. It's like, you know, I saw him in his prime in the early days and kicking butt and taking names and, and um, like they did in, you know, um, 2008 Montana. Mm -hmm. I think they raced under Team Nike then. Yeah. But, and then he and then I see him at the very end and we announced his retirement. So, yeah, those those two guys would be like my, my uh, people I looked up to. Yeah, well, they're that's a <laughs> pretty good pair to emulate. Yeah, and then on the female side comes the you know Robin Benkaza. Her, yep. she would she would uh, she'd be my uh, AR idol too. And I, you know I got to meet her at the um, Easter Championship personally in uh, in um, Pennsylvania there a couple yeah. of years ago, and she actually you know handed me my plaque and all that. So um, yeah, good times. Well, good it people. is yeah. I mean, it is a sport where you know even. You know what? You don't go play a round of golf with Tiger Woods, yeah. but but you can go race with Nathan Five A or you know 
you know, pick somebody. Thule. I know, it, right? Isn't it? Yeah. And they certainly do not look down at other racers, from what I can tell, which is it's, usual, unusual. Yeah, you know, Randy, that's another thing about I like the sport is because you're out there, it's tough conditions, you know, Mother Nature usually always wins, but, you know, everyone's suffering mm-hmm. to a certain extent, but you're all racing against and with like-minded people, and, you know, you see the, the sportsmanship and all that. No matter what length of race, I've seen uh, great experiences uh, or demonstrations like that. They're examples, and uh, it's great because, you know, you got, like you said, those fully sponsored pro teams, and you got the people that just entered their first race. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone in between. Exactly, yeah. And they all have a good time. Um, so, all right, you know what? I just came up with a question that I don't think I've asked anybody. See how right. special you are? Drum roll. Okay, <laughs> what... What would be the perfect race for you to do if you were designing it? Like distance, terrain, um, you know, different things. You know, what would you, what, you know, paddling. How would you, how would you set up the perfect race for you? And uh, where? Oh, wow. And what I'm thinking is this is going to, going to tell us what you think your strengths are. The perfect race and distance and location and, and the events. Yeah. In my mind. Yeah. Mm. Well, mm. how about this? Would you rather do a four-day race or a ten-day race? Oh, ten. <laughs> I'd do a, I'd do a thirty-day race. I don't, yeah. Yeah. Especially as I get older, these shorter, these three or four-day races. Man. They're. They're fast, they're fast, super fast pace, especially, you know, uh, nowadays they all have prologues. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the eco days, you didn't have prologues. It was like, hey, point A, point B, here, go. Go, yeah. You know, and uh, I'm all about, I'm actually stronger and faster the longer we go. Yeah. You know, my, uh, like I was telling a couple of my teammates, like my analogy is, I'm like a cold diesel engine. Start out mm-hmm. slow and get fired up, you know, because I have a lot of injuries and get, get flexible and then I get gone and yeah. then it's like uh, I'm in the zone I, so I hear you would, so that would answer that the other part would be uh, let's see my type of race yeah anything over seven days and and no prologue okay. old school old school AR point A okay. to point B and not even like you know there's so many versions now. Like in the middle of these other races, you have a race within a race. You got the orienteering section, and yeah. these points are weighted, or you know, different values. Are you going to yeah. do the short course or this course? Like, there's no short course. You get, either you finish it or you don't. Yeah. You know, and uh, I would say a great place, location would be, man, New Zealand's awesome. You know. Yeah. I can't. Okay. Yeah. South America is amazing, and Alaska's great crazy too you know definitely the last frontier like like the model says so that kind of summarizes i guess <laughs> and, <laughs> and and you're going to want at least 100 miles of paddling and inflatable right oh yeah the old butt boats yeah yeah, yeah. Love, the, love those pack rafts yeah. yeah actually it's funny you mentioned i i lived right next to the lady in alaska that that make you know makes the alpaca ones oh really yeah i got one of the original models old school ones and uh yeah 
and I need to upgrade mine, in fact, now that you mentioned that. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Remind you that you need more more toys. Amen. So, so um, okay, here's the question that if, if I don't ask it, I actually, people ask me why I didn't, but um, the best and worst six hours ever of racing, what were they? Oh, man, best and worst six hours. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, that's yeah. a, just a good, that's not the race that, you know, you don't want to be miserable the whole race. But every race, there's a bad and there's a good. Yeah. You know, um, hell, I've completely blacked out and kept, you know, walking <laughs> with one eye open for six hours. <laughs> just, kept, you know, just kept going. I'm like, oh, we're still in there. We're still <laughs> going forward. Uh, oh, man. Okay, let's see. The best. Best six hours, not six days, huh? No. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's kind of hard. I mean, when you start doing a lot of races, there's a lot of good and bad, but. Yeah, that, that's a tough one. Um, Oops, are you there? Oops, I lost you again. Oh yeah. Which okay. one do you want? Which one do you want first? You go. You decide. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Ah. Jeez. Okay. The worst. Hmm. <laughs> Actually, it's kind of funny, ironic. Even but it didn't really distract me from not continuing racing. It was actually my first race. Legal yeah. challenge. Yeah. Uh, we spent like six months in, you know, training all over Alaska and, and uh, doing fundraising. We had car washes and barbecues and um, um, all kinds of stuff. And we had, you know, given away two free tickets to, to Hawaii, you know, we had all these connections and lots of effort into this race, right, for the Eagle Challenge in Alaska. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, brand new Cannondale bikes, everything. So we drive up there. We do the race prep. Next day, go. I'm not kidding, Randy. Within the first, let's see, hour? Two hours? Yeah. yeah. You know, our adrenaline's pumping and all that. and It was a mountain bike right from an old military tarmac tarmac to yeah. uh, out in the woods in the, in the Alaska wilderness and you're going on these old jeep trails double track and single track and of course it's been raining no kidding I watched the, the guy the, one of the, the big guy on my teammate that was uh, uh, in the army he's an enlisted guy Yeah. he shoots ahead of me into this mud puddle instead of going around it like 90% mm -hmm. of the people did. He's like, yeah. he's got this new bike, and he's like, I'm going to rip right through like a motorcycle. So he goes, <laughs> this happens right in front of me, too. He's like, rip. I mean, this is a huge mud puddle, like the size of, like, you know, five parking spots at least. <laughs> so guess what's in the middle of it? He T-bones a rock that's hidden. Ugh. Crushes it's... the ceramic rims, you know, on the, on the candy. Well, he went flying in the air, but on the other side, the... the, the the slope went uphill slightly, so guess what? 
he didn't get flipped all the way over and broke his clavicle. Oh. <laughs> right? Okay. Yep. Right yeah. Me. And I'm yeah. like, are you effing kidding me? There's like a year's worth of effort and, you know, probably yeah. $10,000 we had in this race and all this. And I'm like, you just got taken out of the race. Mm. But not yet. <laughs> <laughs> now, now the story gets better. Because I, I just went through a combat life-saving course and all this stuff. It's like a 40-hour course. You go through yeah. the military, and it's just basic life-saving skills. And you can give an IV and a nasal pharyngeal tube, and that's about it. So it's like a wannabe medic. Yeah. So I'm like, I'll never use this. Sure enough. So we get him on the ground. He's going into shock. And I saw the bone, you know, and everything. It, it wasn't that protruding now, but it was like you could see the bolt bump yeah. and everything. I go, dude relax i know exactly what you're going through because i just did the same thing the year prior training with a uh, special forces guy in fort benning georgia snapped my collarbone right in half mountain biking anyhow so we're stabilizing him talk you know positive reinforcement and all that gave him something like some army ranger candy 800 milligram motrin or something like that these mm -hmm. horse pills and uh got his mind back in the game and because he's <laughs> we put there's no rescue right there, right? So we yeah. put him back on the mountain bike and I made him mountain bike <laughs> for like another three or four hours until uh, one of the Air Force teams came by and they went ahead and they told like this, the, the, the staff and the race director that you know, this guy's mountain biking with a broken clavicle. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you got it, man. You got it. Just keep going forward. Yeah. It's day one. <laughs> uh. And uh, finally they, they caught us caught up to this and they made him quit you know stuff like that and then he's yeah. breaking down in tears and i was like man it was you know so i went from that high of oh we're gonna have this great race and and i saw that within the first couple hours all that happened so that was really an emotional thing for me yeah especially for my first ar i'm like oh but we carried on and finished the whole full course well with three of us so well it's been you know and i think that's something that you know, if it was your tenth race, you'd understand that that's just—it would have been a shock, but you would have been carrying on a lot quicker because you just—that's what happens, right? You get yeah. hurt, you either keep moving or I don't know—you keep moving. <laughs> there's there's no other choice. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But okay, so you got to have a good, a good memory, a best time in there somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Um, man. Okay, let me think. So many good ones. Um, you know, uh, Primal Quest Montana in 2008? Yep. Well, that was an epic race, you know, like, what, crazy altitude gain, 100,000 feet or something like that, 10 days, and, and uh, <clears throat> weather and everything and the, the unbelievable river boarding yeah <laughs> did, did you do the river boarding section where you oh. did you oh yeah yeah okay uh, i i watched my we pulled out before house rock and uh, you know walked along the shore and then i was looking at my teammate you know um and i never saw her eyes so big before it's like <laughs> <kidding>? yeah <laughs> it was crazy so i'm like so we jump in and um it, you hit this roller coaster rapids, and next thing you know, there's empty boards going by us on the left, and people floating on the right. And we we made it through. And I was with Kristen Diefenbacher, and uh, and uh, 
we get we are the, they cut the that section off after our team because we okay. ended up, we ended up risking like two or three or four different teams yeah. and they shut it off after that so it was it was epic i mean i've never i've been in a lot of big waves in alaska and around the world but that was crazy mm-hmm. but uh so i think to first six hours or the best would be yeah. um like you know maybe flip that around and say that'd be like the last six hours of that race because we knew what we were in the top 10 and we had to go up over this one big pass and then bomb down the other side and uh and we didn't know really where the next teams were behind us because uh we just didn't have that info mm-hmm. so we just kept going and and it was pretty epic pulling into, uh, you know, the skews are there in Big Sky, Montana, and, and taking ninth place. That's quite a feat. I mean, that was that was a huge race. There were like what sixty teams or something oh. close, close yeah. to that. Yeah, so. it was really epic. Yep. Yeah. So, so those two, I guess, would be yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, you know, you're talking about you know the whitewater or the riverboarding there, and the other one that. Kind of iconic is the uh, waves at the Baja Traverse, the uh-huh. ocean waves that people talk about. Has there ever been a time adventure racing where you thought, okay, this is this is too much, this is this is more than we should be doing? And 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 I would guess you probably just kept pushing on because that's what you do, right? Yeah. You mean, uh, yeah. I mean, has there ever been a time when you think, no, we shouldn't be here, this is too dangerous? No, I'm always the guy like, let's go. And people like, let's not do that. I'm like, no, (laughs) you signed up for this and you signed the waiver. Let's go. Okay. I love that stuff. In fact, the more intense, the better. Yeah, but, you know, of course, some bells and whistles go off in my head. You know, like, hey, this is kind of on the edge. You know, like when you're, when you're, um, you know, doing a Tyrolean traverse over this massive gap in the middle of the night where you haven't had any sleep and you don't know if your equipment's even hooked up right. So, yeah. You know, um, or that crazy, you know, riverboarding in Montana or, or uh, I don't know, there's so many um, dangerous situations like that. But uh, no, I just, if, if, if I encounter that in, in our teammates are freaking out whatever i always try to put a positive spin on it yeah and yeah. keep them focused and, and keep them going you know so yeah. that's uh i don't know that's kind of what my perspective is well that honestly that's what i expected you to say because i figured that's the way you are <laughs> <laughs> but i mean you know well, there have peop- been people that that i've talked to that have said they're they have done things that they shouldn't have oh but, yeah you know and well don't well, we all exactly <laughs> Well, that's that's. I mean, look at my um, tagline on my email. You know, yep. face your fears, face your fears, live, live your dreams. So yep. I, I kind of live by that motto. Yeah, you know, you, know, you, you get hit by a bus on the way to the airport. You know what? Oh, case in point. Today, I was running my dog to um, uh, to the vet for an appointment mm-hmm. before I fly. Yeah. And um, coming along the sidewalk and this. I'm in a roundabout, you know, those crazy roundabouts, mm-hmm. the traffic circles. So the lady's going to go to the right and looking around, uh, to the left. I'm coming from the right. She never looked right before she started yeah. going forward. I was right in front of her car. So she, I pushed my dog out of the way. She hit my legs. Wow. <laughs> like, I put my hand on, on the hood of her car. I'm like, come on. Seriously? Yeah. 
you know, it's more dangerous in the city than like flying or, or you know, bungee jumping in New Zealand or, or you know, zip lining over whales like we did in August. Yeah. Crazy stuff like that. Yeah. So it is. Um, actually, I want to actually talk a little bit about whales, but before I forget, since you're kind sort of a gear hound, what's what's the been the biggest change in a piece of gear since you started? Oh, I like that one. That's a good <laughs> question. Um, you know what? I think I got it too. Okay, that, that would be it's it's even on my resume. My the my watch. Okay. From just basic, you know, timekeeping device, you know, Timex, whatever, you know, G-Shock or whatever. Yeah. To um, the Sunto Excellent, you know, um, Expedition X Lander, all that. To now, you know, some other ones that I won, and then now I'm on a really top of line Garmin. I mean, they're amazing. Heart rate, everything, yeah. you know, stride. Uh, you can analyze the heck out of your stats if you want. So I use that as a training device also, and I call it my electronic coach to keep me honest. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, I, 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 oh, you're in five k's or ten k's on a treadmill or whatever, I'm like. No, you're, it was short <laughs> or outdoor, you know, or, yeah. and it's great because you can use it kayaking or mountain biking or whatever. It's for everything. So, okay. Well, and then that brings me to another question. Are you, um, sort of answer this, but are you a trainer or are you more of a just go out and doer things? <laughs> if you know what I mean. I mean, do you, do you do a lot of training, you know, heart rate stuff, intervals, that stuff, or do you... Would you rather just go out in the mountains for mm. a day? Every day. Okay. I train. Or okay. Some form or fashion. And my, uh, you know, my dog is a big motivator for me. Okay. You know, he's using those lab eyes. I'm like, hey, it's raining outside, but let's go. Yeah. So uh, that and, um, but I like to keep it interesting. So, you know, not the same old lift weights or whatever, gym every day. I cross train like, you know, racquetball, mountain biking, or rock climbing. Um, mix it up. Okay, so so you're a goer, goer and doer, but you kind of pay attention to how hard you're going. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. Come on, man. At my age, yeah. <laughs> you have to. But I, I figure to. if I don't if I don't have anything, then I can always say I went hard. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's another way to look at it. <laughs> but uh, so. yeah, I just try to keep at least a, a, a plateau, a certain level of fitness. Uh, but it goes it goes up and down, you know, yeah. with the holidays or, you know, um, injuries. You know, being yeah. injured really, really sucks. I hate. Yeah. Just I despise being injured because it takes you right back to square one and, and a, you know, it's, I don't have patience for like the long recovery. But it, uh, so I try to avoid being injured, but I always, you know, push the envelope too. Yeah, I I, I hear you there. So, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so, tell me a little bit about whales. How much fun was that? Oh, that was crazy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the first of all, the language is a trip. It's like you know, you see these signs that are like thirty letters long, and, and it means oh, just turn left. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then you got some of it's translated in English, some not. But then uh, you know, there's no wood or trees hardly up there, so we got really good over <clears throat> over five days of figuring out how to get over. They have rock walls everywhere, right? Uh -huh. well, every wall has a gate. Well, every gate has a different locking mechanism. 
and we we've seen probably over a hundred different ones. It was crazy, and uh, <laughs> get really good at opening and closing those things, you know, because they're all worried about letting the sheep out and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then people were super nice. The, the country is kind of weird in the hills. It's like you got these boulders out in the middle of nowhere. It's like the like a moonscape, but um, you know, it seemed like the wind never quit blowing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of like Tasmania, where it's just the wind always kept blowing. But um, it was a it was a good experience. Plus, we got to do that. Um, you know, I guess they say it's the fastest zip line in the world. Not the highest or the longest, but the fastest. Fastest. We yeah, we did that too. That was, so that was like a little icing on the cake. Besides, so. uh, orienteering and and uh, running through castles with all these tourists around. So it's like we we stormed a couple castles yeah. that way. <laughs> It was great. I was totally cracking Monty Python jokes and everything the whole time. Yeah, it, cool. Well, it sounds like sounds like it was a pretty good time, other than crappy weather that kind of threw a monkey wrench in a few things. Oh yeah, and uh, in the prologue, you know, we got to uh, do a ten k run, and halfway through the ten k run is probably one of those funnest prologues. Um, halfway through, we got to go do this you know, whitewater rafting and kayaking uh, on it in one of those um, facilities they had right there by the bay. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you, because you you're a little closer than you were, what do you think about Raid in France stopping the race in the middle because of the weather? Oh, my gosh. You know, I, I, had, that was, I had the poster on my wall as a mm-hmm. to-do, one of the two to-do races, but they just never materialized because I couldn't find teammates, and then I, yeah. and I was really busy playing Army and whatever, especially packing up and yeah. stuff. But um, I read the report on that, and I was actually in the, in the, I was actually in the hills in, in the Alps with that same storm that came through, but it wasn't, I wasn't racing. Okay. Um, and I thought, well, I, first of all, I'm like, no. I don't think they should stop it. It's it's an adventure race. That's mm-hmm. you know that's part of the a an adventure is the weather. Yeah, mother nature. You know, she's mother nature. She's a she can you know, be. Yep. She, you know, be whatever sometimes, but um, it is what it is. I yeah. think, I hate that because it seems like more and more like the race directors are in insurance, whatever. Everyone's all paranoid. Oh, we better not, you know, let the teams go out on the water because it's dark. Well, if it's yeah. class one paddling or whatever, you got headlamps or, or you know, a full moon. Why not? Yeah. It you know, it's part of the uh, the risk factor that yeah. seems to be less and less pushed nowadays. So I'm I'm kind of glad I missed that one because that would have really hurt me. Yeah, I could. <laughs> I'm guessing there are probably the back of the pack teams that probably were like, oh, good, but I'm sure there were some that were not very happy about it. That's I know, sure. look, that, exactly, and another way to look at it is you pay whatever. If you don't get sponsored, you, the entry fees are crazy expensive. Yeah. And you got, besides entry fee, you got the flight, the food, the travel, the training, and then you get, you expect, you know, X yeah. amount of days race, yeah. and they cut that in half, and like, seriously? Well, then I should get a, a percent refund. It should be refund. It, How come yeah. it never works that way? I know. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so... You're coming back to see us, live with us. What's uh, what's on your schedule for the next year since you've been laying it out? <laughs> uh, hmm. Oh, yeah, I mean, what do you... Yeah. No, I you, got it. Do you? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I want to know. I'm kind of curious because okay. I know the races that I would like to 
go to in the next year and be at. So, yeah. You know. Um. So I'm trying to get to Ecuador. Okay. And uh, that so that will finish this year. Yeah. Per se, and then, um, ex you know, Expedition Alaska is definitely on my to do list. I would think so. Yeah. Because I, I did Expedition Idaho, and David put on a, David put on a good show there. Yeah. And uh, that was that was great. And one of I think the best finish I think I've ever had in a, in a bench race. Come on, you go at the top. Of, you finish on top of this mountain top, and there's like hundreds of screaming drunk beer <laughs> drunk festival people. <laughs> yeah. People that can't even spell A R. Let yep. alone know what it is. Yeah. But they didn't care. Yeah. That, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just get a free ride in the gondola back down, and so you don't have to, you know, worry about yeah. that. But um, so Expedition Alaska, yep, and uh, yeah. they're oh jeez, I don't know. Whatever ones are that are uh, challenging and long, yeah, in some place in some place around the world where I haven't been. Okay. <laughs> um, so where 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 haven't you raced that generally were raced? So you've been Tasmania, right? Yes. You raced in New Zealand? Yes. Couple so um, South Africa? Yes, that was a great race. Yeah. yeah. Well, hell, you're done. You might as well just retire then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I would, you know, I would recommend Cowboy Tough if you're here, you know. If you're oh, in the yeah. I forgot about that one. Yeah. yeah. I've been watching the, you know, um, yeah. Techno and Kyle and those guys and all that. Yeah, and, it's uh, a that, cool race. A, come on, it's right next door, right? It's, yeah, yeah. So, um, definitely should be on your list. Um, you know, and then um, have you have you heard the Primal Quest r rumors that Prime, you know, is coming back next year? So. We've got that to look forward to, and it sounds like it's probably going to happen. We'll, we'll see, but yeah, because uh, I heard those rumors before. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean, there's been you know, some a little bit more than rumors, and I, I mean, I've talked, I've talked to people that have had contact, that, I mean, it, I, here's what I'm thinking: it's really being planned, right? And they really are wanting to do it. Maybe they they'll get permits, you know. I, who knows where that is? But I think there's a legitimate group trying to put the race together. So, um, you know, you know what? I want another one that I, I I got invited to last year and I couldn't do, or actually this year, and I really want to do it. Is go back to New Zealand and do the God Zone. God Zone's a yeah, because you know I did the yeah. southern I did the full Southern Traverse back in the day, you know, in 2003 with the Russian team, and then. Um, you know that disappeared, and now it's the God Zone, and, and uh, what a great place to race, anyways. You know. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. Um, so, if anybody uh, from God Zone's listening, give us a call. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I think um, you know Mark Latanzi is, is talking about it, so we might be uh, doing that. Teaming up on that. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, a couple there for 2015. Yeah. Well, that's a, you know. Got to got to have your list there. You got to have your dreams and your uh, things to think about. Exactly. And, so, uh, yeah. So cool. Um, so here's maybe the toughest question. Been tough for some people, anyway. You know, you, you 
when you go to a race and you know, you're out there even for 10 days, you, you kind of learn everything about everybody. So um, what's something that nobody knows about J.D.? What's, well, there's got to be something in your background that uh, – And do you want an example? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mark Latanzi used to teach ballroom dancing. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so. He didn't tell me that, but I, but I, but I know he, he's in a paint class. He's painting. <laughs> he's painting, yep. So. so. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's a great question. Uh, it, well, you know, because it really is true. Because I remember just being out with teams shooting them, and in two hours you're like being crude and telling bad, you know, filthy jokes and yeah, yeah, yeah. referencing yeah. body parts, and and it, it just it just seems normal. <laughs> so there's no secret in AR, but there, but everybody has something. <laughs> Oh yeah. Uh, let's see. Wow. Oh, besides, the people know that you know they tell bad jokes and can't sing with the crap. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows that. A standard issue, right? <laughs> yeah. Standard issue. <laughs> yep. Uh. Oh man, that was a great example. Let's see. Um, something, read me the question again. What's something that none of your teammates know about you that you've never shared with a teammate that, you know, something that you like or something that maybe you wouldn't necessarily want people to know about you. You have a, you know, you you think Britney Spears is the greatest thing since sliced bread or something like that. Tell you, it's all top secret. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess I can't argue with the government. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. NSA's listening right now. Yeah. Well, they are. You know. Yeah. Just, just remember when you're, uh, when you're uh, on Skype, never say that you went to a a restaurant and the humus was the bomb. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So they'll they'll be knocking at my door any minute now. <laughs> so, I know. I, so, all right. Well, we'll let you off. Apparently, there are JD has no secrets from anybody. No. You, a, well, he's, oh, I know what the problem. <laughs> no, I know what the problem is. You've probably gone through survival and evasion training, so you'd learn not to s- spill any secrets. Mm, oh, you're now number one GI. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, huh? yeah. yeah. You read, you read this. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, but, well. I'm saying it's going to be nice to have you in the same time zone that I live in. I know, right? <laughs> so, it, uh, although I found that uh, people that I have on the podcast that live in the same time zone, like Mike Closure and Danielle, right. have been the hardest people to get a hold of. How to, ironic! It is just to try and figure out a time, and you know, finally, Mike was—he was at an airport somewhere waiting for a flight. Was the only time we had. So. Oh wow! <laughs> but. Uh, yeah. It's cool. 
So, well, I'm going to let you um, go back to packing so you can come come visit us. Yeah. And uh, um, like we say, you know, go fast, take chances. And I think you're probably the poster boy for that. <laughs> Thanks a lot. So. You know, I, I keep it simple, Randy. You know the kiss theory, right? Yep. Keep That's it a, simple, soldier. Keep it simple, stupid. You can change that S out any way you anything, want, right? And uh, exactly. you know, and when I race, I just break it down simple and, and tell my teammates it's all about. You just need to know three acronyms. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you get tired, you're like, "What was that acronym?" Or you know, gives them a focus. Yep. And uh, ask any of my teammates I race with. They're like, the first, first one is CFM. Yep. Constant forward, forward movement. movement. Yep. And then you know, the next one is economy emotion eom mm -hmm. whether you're biking running trekking paddling whatever yeah and then the of course the overall one is pma all right positive mental, mental attitude that those uh nine letters will do serve you well amen brother all right well thanks for talking with me thanks for the call and theoretically hopefully we'll have lunch dinner or breakfast in ecuador Yes. Keep so. our tradition uh keep our tradition alive. <laughs> a lot keep it alive. Well we'll do it next year, then it'll be keep it alive in you know, fifteen. That doesn't rhyme. So <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. Thanks for talking to me. All right. All right, bye. Ciao. Auf Zane. Later. <laughs> Will she still love you when you're not?
street, it's there to remind you. Thank you.